and welcome to the Snap UK podcast, your one-stop shop for all your news, views and opinions on the NFL on this side of the pond. Joining me tonight in the doghouse, I have Gary, say hello. What up? Jim, say hello. Hello. Two happy Niners fans. I also have John, say hello. Hello. He's producing again. Oi, oi. And Paul, known as Thanos this evening. I am inevitable. Say hello. Hello. Two unhappy Giants fans. We are delighted by the return of football. Woo! There we go. Delighted. There's some sleepy human beings in this building. (laughs) (laughs) So we have 16 games to go through and uh, try and pick out the salient points from. So no point uh, making small talk this week because we hate that anyway. Let us start with one of the best games we've seen for a while. Well, you know, in a long, long time. About eight months. Yeah. (laughs) The Cleveland Browns, 29 Kansas City Chiefs, 33. The Browns led this for 55 minutes. Uh, it is 33. Just put it wrong on the script. Yeah. There's no script. We can't <laughs> say that. <sighs> Running I, order. I had, I had some issues earlier editing the script. I apologise. So, 33, to clarify. 55 minutes they led. And then Baker throws a pick to Mike Hughes uh, with a minute left on the clock. Where do we want to start? Do you want to blame Baker? Because I think that's oh. unfair. Or do you want to just point out that Patrick Mahomes has the following September stats? He is 11-0 with 35 touchdowns and zero interceptions in September since starting his career. He is Thanos. I thought you were Thanos, but okay. I'm a bald man. (laughs) I'm not not in shape. Wonderful ring. Patrick Mahomes is not a bald man. Don't go silent when Paul and I are laughing at the word ring. (laughs) It doesn't help anyone. Uh, yeah, so this this was a, a beatdown of uh, epic proportions to start with, and then all of a sudden, Kansas started playing. I think that's the the thing which we get frustrated about with the Chiefs is if they could just play for the whole sixty minutes, they would almost be undefeatable. They are they, their offense is so good. Tyreek Hill is so good. I think it's just why they don't put it together throughout games is sometimes questionable. Did, did not remind anybody of the uh, Texans playoffs game for a couple of years ago where they were like 21 points down oh, in Texans, Titans, 49ers. Yeah, yeah, they've just done it time and time games, again. Yeah. It's almost like they feel they need to start with a handicap just to make the game seem competitive. Yeah, if, even if you've got a double-digit lead at half-time, you've got to play as if it's level because you know that they are going to yeah. score loads and loads of points. I, I think Cleveland knew that as well. When you look at their first touchdown, when they went for two points right off the bat, they knew they had to score points. And I think their first half was pretty much flawless. And then the second half, to your point, Kansas woke up and was like, okay, well, we're going to make a game of this now. Flawless is the right word. The Cleveland Browns made zero errors in the first half. In the second half, they had um, the only punt attempt of the game was botched. Uh, by a very reliable punter that they had last season who was one of the best in the league, yep. just didn't catch the ball. Uh, and within two plays, I think the Chiefs had scored a touchdown on that one. And then Baker, like we say, threw a pick, uh, which was one of only two or three not great passes that he threw all game. I think he was trying to get that out of bounds as well. Like There seemed to be some discussion that he was trying to heave it out. Yeah, yeah and he was just caught as he was about to throw it, which affected the throw, so... Eventually got interception. And, and, the, and the, the biggest of the three errors was uh, Nick Chubb fumbling the ball uh, and returning it back to the, to the Chiefs. Now, he had been brilliant all game. But like you say, you've got to be flawless. And, no, well, very few teams are. That combination of Chubb and Hunt out of the backfield has got to be the best running back duo in the league. 
That was incredible. Jarvis Landry was brilliant. The touchdown on the jet sweep was immaculate. And they didn't miss Odell Beckham at all. He wasn't even playing, was he? No, no, he, he wasn't active. No. But why... I get the feeling if you bring him in, it's it's not going to help at all. It's just a bit of a distraction. I, I don't think anyone wanted to trade for him. I was thinking he'd have been gone. You know, he's, he's, he's been injured a lot over the last few years. Surely, I don't understand why he's there. Yeah, if um, I think they could get rid of him this year for nothing. Um, and nobody still wants him. So I think his, his time in the elite has gone. And, and the only other thing I'd say, kind of looking at this game for the Chiefs, is around this kind of... They have close games. So like their last eight regular season games, they've won by six points or less. So they've all been one-score games. The last eight regular season games. Now to really... You know, dominate. You know, such as the Patriots have in the past, as that pains me to say it. But they went on, and you know, they did win close games, but they also didn't have to do it that many times. That's because they're playing the Bills on Miami. I get that. (laughs) I get that. But the the Chiefs' division isn't exactly stacked, is it? It's better than than, it's better than that old division for the AFC East. But yeah, I I see your point. It's it's fair. The the Chargers are the closest team to them in that division. So, I. Like, Can like, you manage Mahomes better if you get out early in these games? I suppose there's an argument to say that, but equally, what makes you feel you need to manage him? Well, because last year he got turf toe after he got ran around. Seems and to then f- he, yeah, but he, he seems to have fully recovered from that. Like he was back his to rushing best touchdown as well, where he weaved through three defenders. His general scrambling because I, I thought the defensive line of the Browns were, were good. They, they were getting they were getting pressure to him, but he's just too good to let that affect him. And he was able just to scramble out out of the pocket numerous times, find his rec- find his receiver, and we, we said it on Sunday when we were watching. Like watching him throw is just something else. The, re- the release is just so quick. Well, did you know that Patrick Mahomes has tied a classic name here, Milt Plum? Yep, Bob Milt Plum. That's not for a the real most name. games with 125 plus passer rating in their first 50 starts, so 13 since 1950. Milk I couldn't plum. go to work once because of milk plum. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I'm not normally. I don't normally share those kind of stats, but I just love that name. I, I think yeah. that's a great stat. Uh, my my favourite thing from the weekend is uh, we all know the Cleveland Browns were reborn in 1999. What is their record on opening day since 1999? It's 0-1 and one. It's 21 and one. They haven't won an opening season game since 2004. So their loss record on the opening game can now apply for a pilot's license. <laughs> I, I just like the fact that Jim thinks they've played only two games yeah, in, I got, in 22 yeah. years. You got, I also I want, yeah, I want to say that they've only drawn one. Yeah, they, they, the best they, draw, they drew one, didn't they? Was that the uh, second year under Hugh Jackson where they didn't win yeah, the opening that, game that against was, uh, the Bengals? That was after their own 16 yep. season, wasn't it? Yeah, but yes, two, 2004, Jeff Garcia was the quarterback. That's the only time they've won since being reborn as a franchise. That is not good. <laughs> well, also, it's interesting because Andy Reid is 9-0 and against the Browns now. Andy Reid has never lost against the Browns. I mean, they have been terrible the whole time he's been coaching. The first seven were, uh, you know, they were pretty much a given. Well, it's just, you'd expect him to lose. You wouldn't expect somebody to have a perfect... I suppose he's managed. he was in charge of a good Eagles team, a good Kansas team, and the Browns have sucked consistently. <laughs> I retract my point. Thank you. Carry on. <laughs> Okay, uh, anything else on the Browns? 
No, right. I thought, I mean, just to say, I thought they looked good. I mean, yeah. Well, so I was going to say right to close off, this. Yeah, right off the scoreline, they still got to be favourites yeah. for the for the AFC North. They just you're playing the Chiefs. Yeah. Right. Cowboys and Bucks was the opening game of the season. It finished twenty nine thirty one to Brady's Bucks. The repeat is on. They're off and running. Thursday night football was good. I stayed up to watch it. I don't know if anybody else did. John was saying he was going to, but I never heard from him during the game. I think he fell asleep. Duncan was awake. Hello, Duncan. Um, he's awake. He bakes bread at like four in the morning. He, he does do that. Um, there were a couple of things from this game. The The kicking game for Dallas is what cost them the game. Greg Zerline missed two field goals, one from like 60 yards and a point after. He's had postseason back surgery and is still recovering by the looks of things. So monitor that because kickers become surplus to requirement very quickly. I see uh, the, the Panthers have cut their kicker today after one game. He missed one PAT. Which is ridiculous after they got rid of Joey Sly. Well, this is this is what they've done. I think they might have signed Cairo Santos. He's always turned will, out well. I will check that. Um, the kick America round has already started. It, it, so, yeah. it has, it has. Um, elsewhere, though, it became very apparent that neither of these teams can rush. Leonard Fournette, Iffy, and Zeke, dead quiet. El- 11 rushes? I t- no, yeah. So he had 11 touches against one of the best, the best I, lines out there. Yeah, I was going to say, I think he, I think his role was, was changed for, the, for the, the, the game against the Bucks. I think they didn't rush him because they knew the defensive line of the Bucks was very good. They can, they're able to blitz the quarterback without playing blitz packages. No, what, blitz the quarterback? <laughs> You're going to wear that Coke in a minute. <laughs> Punch yeah. Um, they're able to blitz the quarterback without, you know, Sending in blitz packages, just a four-man rush. Yeah, and he was there to block. He, that was his job. He's 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 a good blocker as a running back. So use him as that. Dak is obviously, <laughs> as John rightly points out, that's because he's overweight all the time. <laughs> so play to it then. If that is the case, and he and he's not as fast as he is, get him playing, get him on the field, and, and get him blocking, so Dak doesn't get another hit again. How does it feel to take uh, a guy in the first round of your fantasy who's uh, a great blocker? <laughs> I don't have him. No, no. But, but anyone. Look, I think, you know, I think this, like, Zeke has never been slight, has he? You know, he's, no, he's, a, always he, been he's a solid You're running unit. back. He's a, he's a bit of a unit. Chunky. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say he's fat, though. I think that's a little I bit hard. Chunky. <laughs> if you watched him during Hard Knocks, I think he looks as good as he's ever looked. Yeah. yeah. So... Yeah, for me, I know there's a lot of people kind of saying, you know, he's had a bad week, blah, blah, blah. I, I just don't think that was that game. And it turned out to be an absolutely great game. No one thought the Cowboys, coming off the off-season they've had, Dak coming back from injury, nobody thought they were going to be anywhere near that Bucks team. I, I would definitely say, if this is spun right in the locker room, the Cowboys can take a great deal of confidence from that, that they can actually compete. And if, you, if you've listened to some of the stuff that's come out since, there's a lot of people after that defeat that now think the Cowboys have a great chance this year and they definitely think they're, think they're favourites for their division. It's similar to the Brown situation. It's a defeat, but within your division, you still look like an absolute well-beer because you've just hung in there with the reigning Super Bowl champions, the, the greatest quarterback of all time and all the other. You know, Antonio Brown was incredible on the night, 121 yards. Like, yes, the Cowboys' defence needed to be improved they were historically bad last year this is not the game to judge that on but we said this last week when we were previewing this like the cowboys were in a no-lose situation if, if, if they win the game amazing if they lose the game 
that was expected. I think they've they've obviously lost the game, but they, they can take a heck of a lot out of it. Yeah, the, the key things were Dak looks fit, yep. which is primary. The negative is the Michael Gallup injury. He's on IR, um, which obviously one of their great strengths is the number of receivers you have to cover. So we'll see how that affects them. I was going to say, if you're going to lose a position for the Cowboys, that's the that's one. The one you and if you're going to lose a player out of C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup, he's probably the one. Yep. Which, mm-hmm. you know, on most teams, he's a wide receiver too. But on that team, he's the third receiver. So that, that's fair. Back to my point about Zeke. All it is... Over the last two years, Tony Pollard has a better yards per rush average, and I, I just feel he looks the better player. He, he did last year, and, and he does in the first game this season. I don't understand the fascination with Zeke anymore. He gets paid a lot of money. Yeah, but so I think we difficult to pay a player that much money and not play him. I think we just got to wait and see. You know, he's very close with Dak. We know that they've they played good football yeah, together. Yeah. And we know whether it's Brady and Gronk, whether it's, you know, Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown. It, you know, peop- when these players play well together, yeah. they, they look for them, you know, they try and get them into the game. And I, I just think that the two of them together, I think he's important to Dak. I think Dak needs him there next to him. And I think that makes a big difference. And he's clearly got talent. You know, he, he's a talented footballer. He's, he was and still could be one of the most explosive backs in in American football. So I think you've just got to give him a bit of time. You know, he didn't have a great season last year, had some injuries as well, was missing Dak. We just need to see how it plays out in a few weeks. I think making sweeping statements after week one is always a risky thing. Oh, yeah. We, we know this is going to come back and bite me in the arse. Of course, they'll have 2,000 yards. Um, I would say the only mistake the Cowboys made in this game was to give Brady the ball back with a minute and a half on the clock. I don't think anyone was watching that thinking that the Bucs wouldn't score. And they, they ran that clock down. Like Brady threw two balls way over everyone and out of bounds just to keep running the clock. He was just moving around in the pocket and just buying time. They ran it down to two seconds and kicked the, the, the game-winning field goal. And it was, it was if you'd have put them in blue, it'd have been like watching the Patriots from five or six years ago. It was identical. Yeah, the only other thing I'd say, which is a bit left field, but it's about fantasy and with the Bucks would be... I would be quite, I don't know, nervous about how my week's going to go each week if I've got kind of, you know, um, Brown, Evans, Godwin, Gronk, because they could have well, Bra- two, two Brown points. Brown and Godwin were amazing this they week. They could have two Evans. points. Evans got like three, 3.9 mm. points or something. Exactly 3.9 is yeah. the man who so drafted him. It's, um, yeah. The thing is, you've got so many options there. You can have good weeks, bad weeks, so your boom and bust for the Bucks in terms of fantasy is a real risk. Mm. Uh, how good did Gronk look, especially in the first half, by the way, when he was just boxing players out for touchdowns? But this is this is Gronk with a full off season. You know, yeah. Last year he was he was at WrestleMania. <laughs> he was he was rushed back last year, wasn't he? He was he was still the WWE twenty four seven champion. <laughs> week one, last season, he looked like peak Gronk. He just it's just the way he takes four strides to the into the the end zone and then turns around and basically just backs everyone off. And you think. Yeah, the guys just still got it. They just look incredible playing. Was it a hundred touchdowns now he's received from Brady? Hundred touchdowns Probably from not from one received. Play. Well, anyway, let us talk about the best division in football, the NFC West. Uh, we're going to start with the team that makes two of these play, uh, people at this table the happiest they can be: uh, 49ers at Lions, 
a 41-33 interesting victory. Uh, never have I seen a man go from so calm to so nervous in so little amount of time. I was going to say, there, there, there was a, probably a good 15 minutes there that I wasn't very happy. No, you don't I'm say. I'm still not very happy about it, actually. So, to, to set this up, you were 41 to 10, 10 up yep. going into the final 10 minutes. Uh, and then, obviously, there's 23 points being scored there by the Lions out of basically nothing. Garbage time. Yes. Bortles time. Bortles time. <laughs> to a degree, but it was the it was the errors on the Niners' part. Rather than just taking their foot off, they they switched off. Switched off, yeah. And, and that should be a concern in a division that's this good. Um, but... We've got away with it. You have, because when, when you've you scored so 41 good. points, you normally do. I mean, it must be awful as a you know supporting a team that wins a game and scores 41 points. I don't know how that feels. <laughs> <laughs> Groppo looked good, didn't he? He did look good. Uh, and so did Trey Lance. Yeah, they both looked good. Yeah, and I think there was, there was a lot made about this mixing and matching of different of quarterbacks coming in. Trey Lance got his opportunities. I think they deliberately put him in on short yardage situations to either bait the Lions were a run or to actually run it. I don't think he, he ran it that well, but you know he got that touchdown. First pass was a touchdown. Last yeah. quarterback to do that? Uh, Tim Tebow. 2010. Yes, absolutely. I, I read that stat I as read well. it as well. <laughs> That's what I was asking, to see if anybody's been paying attention. Um, but Garoppolo looked amazing, especially like the first half. He, he, I mean, okay, he had a botched snap to start off the game, which was a bit shit. Um, but since then, he, he just looked immaculate in the pocket. Got, got a bit lucky one. with the Debo one. Yeah, that was a, got bit, a little bit lucky, throw. but how good did Debo look for? One hundred and eighty-nine yards and two touchdowns. Was it? Yeah. It just. But and then, but one we were saying. Oh, sorry, one touchdown. But we were saying before we started, Brandon Ayuk not or well, barely targeted. Yeah, so he was on. He had twenty-five snaps. Obviously, was coming off a hamstring injury, but yeah, didn't get a single reception. So zero points for my my dynasty team. But um, I'm yeah, sure he's devastated he's, by that. He's um, you know, he's still a talent, isn't he? Ayuk. And, yeah, when you look around, uh, the injuries worry you a little bit, especially in the secondary for us. You know. So, so let's talk injuries because it does seem to be the bugbear of the Niners year in, year out, and it's there'll be nothing to that other than bad luck. But uh, Vanette, Verrett, 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 sorry, is it who's Vanette? Don't know. He used to be a tight end. Nick he did Vanette. Nick Vanette? Yeah. Right. Anyway, Jason Verrett uh, is is done. Is he not? Is it? Is it ACL? ACL for the season. So. Now, the thinnest position on your team is cornerback. Yep. So, uh, Jim was saying before we started that uh, you've got at least one cornerback signing for the team. Jim? Yep, so Drake and Pat- Kirkpatrick signed for the, the team earlier. And I think it, I mean, it, it's needed just for depth. We have got Josh Norman as well. We, we signed him just before the season started. I think we got ridiculed for that last week. Rightly so. Drake Kirkpatrick does add a certain lack of pace to your team. <laughs> So does Josh Norman. It's not going to be a quick secondary, is are it? Are they just running the 40 with us, are they? <laughs> just so they win. Do you remember when you lost that Super Bowl and it's because your cornerbacks weren't quick enough? <laughs> this is not going to help. It's against Tyreek Hill. I'm just saying. Well, he might be there again. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be worried. Uh, for, for me, though, uh, losing Raheem Mostert is more interesting. So Mostert's out uh, on short-term the season. Is he out for the no, season? No, he's short. Short-term short short I think it's only two, it's been eight announced. weeks. But it wouldn't be the 49ers without a running back going out for the season very early. Yeah, he, he chipped cartilage in his knee. Oh, yeah. oh 
Has this just come up? Is it that he no, is? For the season, oh, he yeah. will miss the entire season. So what happened to Jarek McKinnon? He's out. He's, he's on a on. different team. He's on oh, the Jets. He's on. No, that's Tevin Coleman. He's with the Chiefs. He's with the Chiefs. Yeah. Oh, being well. being unutilized on the Chiefs. We'll just go back to cornerback. Okay, yeah, we lost Jason Verrett. We we laughed about Drake Patrick coming in and um, Josh Norman. Our sixth round pick, Diamondo. Le- I can't even pronounce this. Diamondo Lenoir. He was awesome. He was absolutely awesome. He had 55 coverage snaps. He was targeted four times. One he had one reception and three yards. And I know it's against the the Detroit wide receivers, but actually, if you look through our draft class, we had a, we had some great rookie play, players out there. And you know, we've lost most start. You're right for the season. It doesn't concern me at all because well, we've said it before. Whoever you put in running back in this Shanahan system seems to get 100 yards on a touchdown. What did Elijah Mitchell get? 104 yards on a touchdown. <laughs> Incredible. I've never heard of the guy before. And Sermon he? didn't do much, did Sermon he? Sermon wasn't, I don't think he was active uh, for, the, for the game. You know, Jermichael Hasty is the, the next depth, the next running back. And these, these just seem like people created in Madden. Yeah, still got the weapon. Still got the weapon. Still got the weapon. And but it's not just the running backs that aid to the running game. Like Devo Samuel get yards, George Kissel gets yards in the running game. And of course, then, Trey Lance can always become Trey a running Lance back if we get really short. True, yeah. true. Not sure so you'd yeah. want to risk that. So yeah, cornerback is an issue, but running back, you're like, okay, next man up, and it'll be fine. It does seem to work that way for you as well. And there's always Frank Gore to bring back. So uh, let's, let's not forget that we'd all love that around this table. Um, we should. Mentioned then the Lions that they did stay in the game for Dan Campbell. Like they could have easily got buried by sixty points. Like it was that bad at one point, and that, they did sort of turn up. And Goff looked good enough. It's not news that the Lions suck. No, it's not. No, that, that's not my point. My point is they sucked, but they didn't capitulate. They actually kept fighting. They recovered uh, 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 one onside kick and nearly two. But you're, you're fighting in garbage time. You're you're thirty-one points down. I think. Knowing that Goff is league average isn't actually that much of a surprise. No. Because he wasn't good enough to win the Super Bowl, but he was good enough. Yep. yep. Um, I think the running game was a bit better than we thought. DeAndre Swift had a good game. Um, you know, that bodes well. A lot of hype around him off season. He's clearly the number one back there. If he can stay fit, that's the issue with Swift. If he can stay fit, then he's going to have a good season because they'll need to take some pressure off Goff because he can't ask him to throw the ball 50 times because that's where the Rams went wrong. So, And this I, is a good point to side in the fact Kerryon Johnson signed to your practice squad because yeah. he was ahead of DeAndre Swift this time last year. That's correct. For the yeah. first game of the season, and then it's all gone downhill. If you get him up to speed and he doesn't get injured, he's a great running back. But yeah. He's becoming a 49er. He's going to get injured. <laughs> it, it does feel a bit that way. I, I you know, I, I feel for Jared Goff. I think he's been... Well, hard done by is not the right word. He gets paid millions of pounds to play professional football, but he has been the butt of a lot of criticism for a guy that did get his team to the Super Bowl. Like, and he wasn't the reason they lost the Super Bowl. Bill Belichick was the reason they lost the Super Bowl. He's, you know, he's similar to lots of other quarterbacks, isn't he? I'd say similar to Jimmy G. Yeah, um, very similar. They both lost of, the Super Bowl. They both lost the Super Bowl, but they both didn't lose it themselves. If that makes yeah. sense, yeah, I think yeah, they yeah. are both. Um, going to get you a decent passer rating. They're going to give you decent accuracy, but are they going to scramble that well? Are they going to do your magic moments? I don't see that out of either of them. I think their ceiling is not as high as some of these young mobile quarterbacks that are coming through. doesn't mean they're not half-decent pocket passers. They're game managers. Alex, yeah. They're Alex Smith. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, as well, we, we we should highlight one or two other positives for the Lions. So Jamal Williams looked good enough at running back as well in the in the sort of support role to to Swift, which is good. He is a good player. Well, I was just I was just looking at the the receiving stats. It's like the top three receiver receivers: Hawkinson, Swift, Jamal Williams. None of them wide receivers. No, and Hawkinson, that's an issue. Hawkinson's a quality tight end. Hawkinson, yeah, yeah, year. not I'm not denying that. I think and I think Hawkinson will have a great. And a then, then a better team will take him yeah, next year hopefully. because they're rare to find at the moment good tight ends and Hawkinson shouldn't be wasted in Detroit. But that's just the point. It's like you've got one wide, one pass catcher probably in, in open field, which, which is Hawkinson, and then two running backs come out of the flat. That works with Goff because he can't, you know, we've said he's... Propel it down the field. Yeah, exactly. He's never been able to do that. And that's why the, the Rams got, got rid of him. Paul, but after you suffered from milk plum, did you then have a dose of Quintus Cephas? Because if you didn't, it sounds like something you might catch. Perhaps it was a uh, Khalif Raymond. You, had. <laughs> you just never know. Yeah, this is, these are the random names that Goff is now having to throw to. Trinity is, Benson. Has he got Abin Rasen Brown? He does yeah. have Abin Rasen Brown, absolutely. He does, yeah. Is that Equiminius' brother? It is. Amazing. It actually <laughs> Those is parents brother. hated their kids. <laughs> That's all we've learned there. Don't say that. Remember this? Mr. St. Brown is huge. <laughs> he is massive, absolutely. No wonder those kids... You can never be too careful. Remember the tight end for the Texans? His mum found our tweets. <laughs> what was his name? Stephen Anderson. He, yeah, she did. If you're listening, Mrs. Anderson, we saw you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, you know, that's enough Lions talk, but Dan Campbell is basically going to be given two or three years to rebuild this team. As long as they fight when they're losing, that's all they'll ask for. I think you, as a... As a coach, you kind of obviously you're going to be upset you've lost the game, but you can at least look at your players in the eye, and your players can look back and, and they fought for him. So they do you kept know? Going. Do you know who can't look their players in the eye or be looked in the eye by their players? Kyler Murray. Mike Vrabel was actually where I was going with that. I that was going, I was going for a height joke. That Teton. <laughs> <laughs> that Teton's performance sucked. I know Griff's head that one. Yeah, I know. everything <laughs> does. Everything does. Just caught the top where I'm shiny. Um, yeah, this this was bad from the Tetons. They, they got they got proper roundhouse, thirty-eight to thirteen by the Cardinals. This was this was just a imagine bad being the person last week who said the Cardinals are going to be better than people think. Who was that? I don't know. Must have been some mystery voice that barely I hear they were a very up. handsome bald man with a deep voice. Hello, <laughs> Barry White. Barry, Barry, yeah, well, um, yeah, he had he had lots of hair. He had lots of hair, unlike so, me. Firstly, what happened to Derek Henry? Anyone? My fantasy team is ruined. Got 58 yards. He got 58 yards. That's that, they're never going to win with that. And secondly, is this, is this purely the Cardinals being much better than we thought or the result of Arthur Smith leaving the Titans and Tannehill needing that top-level offensive coordinator to I, be able I to thought, operate? I thought the problem was that, that Teton's defence was a disgrace. Which like it was last secondary year. was bad. They they could not stop them. They I don't know they they kept trying to go after Murray and he was just they sh- they would have been better off in some ways just you know trying to contain him rather than going after him so much. He just left so much space so they just yeah. let the field become so open. They were just getting ripped apart. It was but it was mad. They Murray. played Kyler's game. Yeah, Murray's a lot like Mahomes and that he's got that baseball background mm. and he can scramble out of the pocket and just launch the ball with a really quick release. So. You're right. It's pointless trying to chase him because you're not going to catch him. Like JJ Watt and Chandler. Sorry, two people laughing. Sorry, me. Sorry about that. Um, what can you do? Well, also uh, immature. 
Isn't he? I think I think Jim's yeah. going to give you the talking yeah. to. The mood he's in tonight. Some people are so tired tonight, aren't but, they? But you, you are right. It, it is that kind of that baseball action, scrambling. At one point, he ran thirty additional yards before he threw the ball just yeah, to escape yeah. the pass rush. And yeah, but Zach Wilson did that, and then he got creamed into the floor <laughs> a few yeah. times the, the as diff- well. The difference is Mahomes and Murray have both got that ability to scramble, but keep their eyes downfield, and then that, both of them have got that release, which is just absolutely amazing to watch. Um, Cardinals defense was awesome. The Tetons O line sucked. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't good. I mean, have you seen the tweet from Taylor Lewan after us? Yeah, uh, yeah <laughs> thank you very much, yeah, Chandler, thank you, Jones. Chandler Jones. You've humbled me, and by God, he Taylor Lewan is easily the best lineman on that team, and he got beaten for three sacks. I think he was responsible for three of the sacks. Yeah, but he's trying to do the whole O line's work for them. But also, Chandler Jones is a phenomenal player for a man who didn't want to be there two weeks ago. <laughs> the sacks he just walked up to <laughs> it was no one on him he just walked up <laughs> five sacks to open a season though that's it was the third best ever opening day performance yeah i can't remember the other Derek two Brooks is one yeah and somebody from 1994 yeah. uh, whose name i cannot remember but still pretty impressive putting a marker down for defensive player of the year helped out undoubtedly by the fact that JJ Watt was double teamed the whole time and was still disrupted. You can say he was still getting there. Oh, he, he, he got four hits. I think he didn't get any sacks, but he was right there the whole time. And in the run game, it was him. It was Watt stopping Henry. He tackled him for loss like three times. When, when you look across that whole Cardinals roster, it does. It looks decent. It does look that whole... It does. Like it's, we've talked about, that whole division is just ridiculous. It is. Kyler Murray getting experience is going to make him even scarier. Yeah, he looks like someone who's. He, you could just see a level of comfort in his play, which you hadn't seen in years before. I, I thought the Cardinals were wonderful. Yeah, uh, shout out as well. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins had his usual game. Christian Kirk, who there's rumours that he could be, you know, on the he could be cut yeah. pre-season. I thought he looked good. He uh, always does all right, though. I think he's solid. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, Sixty Ro- yards a game, isn't he? Roughly. Yeah, uh, I think the. The standout for me was the the rookie Rondell Moore, who's got some jets. Like, it just it gives another dimension to that passing game. Like, yeah, Hopkins and AJ Brown, AJ Green, sorry, AJ Brown, wrong team. AJ uh, Green can get those deep balls, but you can just give the ball to Rondell Moore, and he'll just go for it. Yeah, I, I wonder what, like I said, what the outcome of not having Arthur Smith there for Ryan Tannehill is. We know that Tannehill needs a system in order to function. So it'll be interesting is to see this, what Is this our first big overreaction that Tetons are going to no, slide away this year? It's not I'm only really asking. It's not because the South is not that good a division. So, And don't forget, they did this last year. They got beat downs three or four times and still won the division, played fine. It, it's just disappointing to see that their biggest problem last year, they haven't addressed. And and that's an issue. Team should be, Mike Vrabel's a defensive coach. He should be able to address that. That's on him. If the week one overreaction I'll take. I think the Cardinals easily get into the playoffs. That's my week one overreaction. Well, you're going to have to pick one of the four teams from that division that aren't going to get in. So let's move on to the next team in the division. No, I don't. I'm just going to give you my overreaction. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so Bears at Rams, 14-34. Matthew Stafford had his best ever passer rating on debut for the Rams, which just about sums up where he's come from at the Lions. Um, On the other hand, uh, Dalton was... Dalton. Pretty poor. Yeah, I mean, 200-odd yards and an interception. It was a very Dalton-esque performance. Uh, Justin Fields played two or three snaps. He did rush him for a touchdown. 
I got the feeling this was very much a, we don't want Justin Fields playing against Aaron Donald in week one, but we could happily start in week two. I think it'll still be three or four. I I, I think they they just don't want to go back on what the they've The fans were booing Dalton. Weeks. Of course they were. He's terrible. But <laughs> like, he is playing against one of the best defences in the league as well, though. Yeah, that that's Rams true. Rams defence is really good. Really good. Yeah, it is. In, in all areas of, of the game as well. They, they don't have a weakness. They, they've it. taken over from the Bears. as probably the best defence there is. Um, the Bears did not look good in any phase of this game at all. Uh, I thought 14 points probably flattered them a little bit, to be honest. They looked they extremely bad. looked good. Yeah, he, he had a, a decent game, but then he, yeah. he played very well for large chunks of last season. Yeah. He wasn't always great, but um, the thing with him is he doesn't need a brilliant O-line in order to be good. He's extremely elusive and gets a lot of yards after contact. But you cannot rely just on that. If you haven't got a quarterback who can threaten to pass, he is going to get bottled up. And nobody's going to be scared of Dalton. Nobody. Were they were they ever scared of Dalton? Uh, in his heyday, when he was leading the Bengals to five straight playoff performances, people thought at least he could get thirty yards a pass if he needed to, because he was passing to AJ Green. He was literally the average. The Bears fans might be quite scared of seeing Dalton. It's a fair point. The longest pass was, I think, longest pass play sorry is nineteen yards for Dalton. Yeah. And what was the longest pass play for Matt Stafford? I'm willing to bet he had two 40-yard pass completions. Well, the longest one was 67. (laughs) And this is the thing. This is what the Rams said they wanted when they got Stafford. They wanted someone who could unleash those further distance passes, which we've said earlier, Goff can't do with any degree of accuracy. Matt Stafford looked easily a top-five quarterback in this game, and I I think he will be. Paul's reaction is the Cardinals going to the playoffs. I'm telling you, the Rams are are sneakily getting towards the, the, the Super Bowl here. I, like, I didn't pick them for the Super Bowl, but this team is going to be amazing. That's the happiest I've seen Gary look. No, no, no I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be happy if the Rams win it. I just think they may well do. I, I think he is the missing piece. Yeah. The defence is brilliant. The offensive weapons, we've between, between Jim and I, we've got Cooper Cup and Robert Woods as wide receivers in, in our fantasy league. You, you can put a cigarette paper between two. Can you still get cigarette papers? Elite running can, back. Yeah. Elite running backs, probably the... One yeah, thing. but even so, uh, Daryl Henderson had 4.4 yards of carry. They've got a good stable. They've got a good yeah. two. Yeah. They've got a t- good one-two. It's a good rotation. You know, yeah, but yeah. they're not like elite. You know, no. they're not Saquon. They're completely, not Kamara. Yeah, yeah, I completely know. agree. They're yeah. not elite. And no. Cam Akers would have elevated them another level because I think he was on his way to. Not Aaron Jones. It's it's not Aaron Jones. What, no, we're getting like to him. Don't worry. Yards. I, I did like reading that. Are oh, the Rams going to get Panasonic, Michelle? <laughs> 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 Very good. I've not. I've not seen that. It was more like Curry's Michelle, but, uh, but it's Hatchy. Yeah, he, but he turned up just about. And uh, again, see, he'll get more time with the playbook as they go on. If they can win without him, imagine how good they can his, be with him. His playbook is get the ball run forward. There's no. There's no subtlety. In was his it playbook. not? Was it not Sonny Michelle who scored the touchdown against them when the Pats won the Super Bowl? I think it was. I yes. think the Patriots Super Bowl touchdown was Sonny Michelle. It was just. Anyway, it just popped into my head. I don't um, know. I put that Super Bowl out of my memory completely. I loved it. It was the best defensive performance ever. Anyway, Great for fi- the finally in the NFC West, the Seahawks took on the Colts and uh, handily beat them, 28-16. Uh, the wide receiving unit looked brilliant and it was Let Russ Cook Part 2 uh, under the new offensive coordinator. He, 
he wasn't. Yes and no. You know, I only kind of pulled that fact. He only got asked to throw the ball 23, 23 times. Yeah, what, what was he, 18 of 23? 18 like, of 23. It was brilliantly efficient. Yeah, and, and, and some of, there was some pretty blown coverage as well. Yeah. He didn't actually throw the ball anywhere near as far as it looked. There was <laughs> nobody there. Yeah. Like He threw the ball about 25 yards and there was just nobody within about 10 yards until I locked it twice. Yeah, t- yeah, he picked up 100 yards on two receptions. Two receptions. Yeah. What, yeah, one of them was 69 yards. And DK Metcalf didn't have a touch till about halfway through the third quarter. No, and then picked up 60 yards on a couple of receptions. Yeah, yeah. It, it just looked like the Seahawks clicked and everything went right for them. I always get the feeling it doesn't take much to go the other way for them. Like, it can fall off the rails quite quickly and then Russ starts running too much. That's, and that's what happened last year with them, isn't it? They started the season and everyone's like, Russell Wilson's going to be MVP, Seahawks going to win the Super Bowl. Uh, and then it just went off the, off the ball. So, yeah, this is one of those moments where, oh, week one overreaction. I, I don't think it's an overreaction to say they're good, but this is the problem with this division. This is why it's got its own section on I here. thought what was really good about Seattle was the defensive line. They got at Carson Wentz. He, yeah. and by the way, Carson Wentz, I think, actually looked good. He yeah. didn't look yeah. unfit. He didn't make any stupid mistakes. No, and he, he was able to scramble. Yeah, exactly. So, But that defensive line in Seattle, I didn't expect it. A lot of the names are pretty much... You know, I uh, wouldn't recognise them, but yeah, it played really well. I've got on my list here that... The Colts need Marlon Mack to be fit. I know Taylor is a really good change of pace back. He's he's elusive and his pass catching is way better than anybody else they've got. But they need Marlon Mack fit because he's a proper bulldozer. And and they need a wide receiver to step up. I thought Michael Pittman would be the one. He looked yeah, so, okay. So, so I, I thought Pittman would be the one. I took him in fantasy. Yep. If, if Pascal's out there, you know, if Wentz has picked him as... His favourite, yeah, two touchdowns this week. He's definitely, you know, if you've got room on your bench, he's, he's worth taking in, in fantasy leagues. All, all the wide receivers at Colts, I'd probably leave alone. The top two receivers for the for the Colts was Jonathan Taylor and Naeem Hines. They've both got yeah. six receptions each. And, and and that's a problem. That, that's their biggest issue, is if they need to play catch-up in a game, who are you throwing to? Yeah, is that on Wentz, though? No, 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 it's not on Wentz. It's on the not. it's on the group because T. Y. Hilton isn't going to be back till mid season, and, and if he plays like he did last year, it doesn't matter. Is, is that on the management then? Because if they haven't got the player to stretch the field, then yes. it's quite easy to just you know go into like cover four and then you, you yeah. know, well, where do you go? They've brought in players that should have stretched the field but haven't delivered, like Paris Campbell. Yeah, yeah, he's been the the biggest problem for that. And actually, that leads me very nicely into our next little block of games. So, the AFC East uh, has an unfamiliar leader. Because the Dolphins beat the Pats 17-16. The Bills lost at home 16-23 to the Steelers. And and in my notes, it says the Bills lost because they couldn't stretch the field after they got rid of John Brown. And, and this was their problem. They, they were plenty of passes. Josh Allen was completing loads of passes, 9, 10, 11, 12 yards. They could not beat a brilliant Steelers defence. I think the Steelers defence yeah, was amazing. It was incredible. TJ Watt, brand new contract in his back pocket. Absolutely. I mean, he got five quarterback hits. He absolutely stunted Josh Allen. But they haven't replaced Smokey Brown. And this is an issue because Diggs is excellent, but he's a 10, 12, 15 yards of completion catcher. He's not a downfield runner. He's also where they need, where you put your best coverage now. Where is Diggs? Yeah. Take that option away. You know, he had 1,200, 13, 1,400 yards, whatever it was last year. You know, and, and you, if you take that option away or make that the most difficult option, when he's going through his progressions, then Allen's got to look somewhere else. 
and he's not going to give the ball to Singletree or Moss because that's just going to be a waste of everyone's time. <laughs> so, <laughs> Couldn't give it to Moss. So, he wasn't even active. But even Allen's running game wasn't as strong this he week, was, was it? He was so bottled up by that defence. Because they just know what he's going to do. He's going to go through the progressions, try and buy some time, then he's going to try and find a, a route to run in if he's got nothing there. So, But teams are learning this, you know, yeah. two, three, four years. And, you know, we've seen the same with Lamar. You know, it's just how it goes. But also there's this kind of fear that comes with the Steelers' defence because you had Minka Fitzpatrick doesn't do some things very well, but he's an interception machine when he wants to be. Yeah. I would not. I, I would feel nervous throwing in his direction. So you, you kind of you don't have the deep option when you've got that the Steelers' roster. So... Uh, they had Devin Bush back as well, which I think makes a huge... Just, I mean, it's like Massive. You, you can pinpoint when the Steelers started to go downhill, and it was when Devin Bush got injured last year. He yeah. was back. He tied Minka Fitzpatrick for, for total tackles in each. Uh, but the whole defence, I think, is, is awesome. My uh, key note from this one was Big Ben, who's not so big, as Gary's been pointing out, has lost a bit of weight because he's decided at 39 it's the time to join the fitness bandwagon. 18 seasons, and yep. now it's time to get um, fit. But, but Medium I, I, Ben just doesn't <laughs> sound right, though. <laughs> it gives us all about another 12 years till we need to start making the effort, boys. Oh, yeah, brilliant. Um, <laughs> I wish. But, <laughs> but I, I wrote down that I felt that this is going to be very reminiscent of the Broncos season where the defence carried Peyton. If the Steelers have got any chance for a deep playoff run... This defence is going to have to be brilliant every week like this and Ben will have to just play mistake-free because he doesn't look like Big Ben. It's a great comparison with that Broncos team because you look at Juju, Clay, uh, Claypool. There's, there's a great Johnson. Yeah, Johnson. Some, Washington's still there, isn't he? I, yeah. think, I think if they're going to have anything, they need to improve on that running game and... And G. Harris is going to have to get more involved. Three yards of carry did he get? Two point eight. I know it's you know, got forty three yards or 45. something. Forty five <laughs> yards first game, but he is going to need to regularly get a hundred yards. So, so my comparison, I did look at that, and if you remember that season, it was Ronnie Hillman and No Sean Moreno, and they were averaging about three point two yards of carry that season. The, the Broncos ran. CJ Anderson as well. I thought no eventually. Sean, I thought No Sean Moreno was the year they lost to the Seahawks. Yes. He was. You're right. Eventually, so I'm not. I'm not having CJ Anderson bad mouth <laughs> on this podcast ever. <laughs> but I will defend that man. But to the, the point death. is, Peyton played mistake-free football. Don't forget, he only played half the year as well. And Big so Ben could disappear. He is at not any as time. disciplined as that. No, as he is Peyton, not. Nowhere near. And I, I just think if if he makes mistakes or he falls off the cliff like he did at the end of last year, I don't know if this defense can do that. That was a once in a lifetime thing. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, Maybe Ben. Ben's got the experience to be disciplined, and maybe this is a new, this whole new reg- regime. What is, what is that word? <laughs> regime, regime, regime. Is, uh, maybe he will be disciplined this year. Like, he's got the wide receivers there to, and the weapons to throw to, and I think Najee Harris will come through. It's his first game, so give him. A, it's give a completely reworked O line, isn't it? So, yeah, but exactly. actually, it held up okay. Like it wasn't terrible. So. Yeah, the pass rush of the Buffalo isn't brilliant. That, that's a really good. But this is meant to be a speed round. Well. It was well, always going to okay, be a well, well, we've got Pats and Dolphins. Yeah, so we can we can skip to. over that very no, quickly. No, no, so I think this one's actually quite important. So Tua and Mac Jones are the same player? Well, wait a sec. The reason why I think this is an important game and doesn't warrant a little bit of time is because this was a divisional game yep. and the Pats were at home. Mm-hmm. And if you get swept... Yeah, oh, yeah, then, then there's no playoffs. Then, Well, I don't know if it's no playoffs, but you might struggle to win the division. Oh, there's no win in this division with this team anyway. That's not a problem. It's losing at home. I, if this was in Miami and we'd lost, I'd be slightly less concerned. 
Hey, John, do, do you imagine being happy about losing the division like we do every year? <laughs> I'm just... Wow. But Mac Jones actually played very well, and so did Tua. They both played fine. They looked very similar sort of players. Their ceiling is not as high as some of these more exciting quarterbacks. Trey Lance, uh, Justin Fields, possibly... Uh, Patrick Mahomes, obviously. I'd say the ceiling maybe isn't high, as high, but, but I'd the, say the, the floor, floor is yeah. higher. <laughs> yeah, and I think you're right. They're not going to drop so far. And and basically, the, the Pats have come out and said, Mac Jones can run the Tom Brady playbook, and that is why we got rid of Cam. And we've just given... And, and did you see him? Like, he was he was leading that team. He scored the touchdown, and Aguilar gave him the ball, and he threw it away and was like, no, we're, we're behind. I don't, I don't want the match. It didn't mean anything. And I asked him afterwards. He was like... I've got to score 50 touchdowns this season. So he's, he's not bothered. I thought it was a really assured performance, but I thought the same of Tua. Like, he looked like, okay, it's on me. Fitzmagic's not breathing down my neck. I'll get on with it and do it. He looked fine. These two teams are evenly matched. They'll probably finish with the same record. They're going to be slightly behind the Bills, who I think will recover from this early stumble. And, and that's fine. I think their two teams moving in the right direction. And this might become one of the better divisions in football. Because then you get to the Jets. So they've got their new quarterback, Zach Wilson, who did some good and bad things. Uh, Robert Sala, I think he's got the defence playing okay. But they were playing the Panthers. I don't know how you judge this. The, the only thing you can take from this game is Sam Darnold looked like he can play when he's not oh, at the he, Jets. He played. He threw some lovely passes. Yeah. And I also loved this new augmented reality Panther jumping around <laughs> the stadium as well. Uh, that is epic. And I love the fact that he like, ripped the Jets flag to pieces and stuff. Like, it was brilliant. Donald played like a man who was free from Gase. Yes, he did. Quite frankly. Yeah. It was, it was what he should have been for the last two years. I agreed. I, I thought he was very good. And, and the fact that he threw a touchdown to Robbie Anderson, who was also released by the Jets, who didn't want to pay him. It was, that throw was beautiful. It was. It was. It was spot on. It does help having a fit Christian McCaffrey on your team as now, well. Of course, yeah. it does. Amazing again. I mean, the thing that frustrated me is the Panthers Twitter account. They're like regular season Robbies on form. I was like, you can't call it regular season Robbie because there's never been postseason Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, I don't know how you'd know that. No, but um, I, I thought you made, that, I saw that. It just got to me. You made the point earlier, Gary, that Zach Wilson got buried a couple of times. Uh, I thought he held the ball too long or got rid of it too early several times. But it's one game. He lost Beckton. Yeah. Losing Mackay Beckton. And he's out for at least eight weeks, I believe. Yeah, he, he dislocated his kneecap. Yeah. It's not, yeah. Which, by the way... <laughs> that kneecap well. carries a lot of weight. Yeah. Well, he it, was a big guy. It like. popped out and popped back in on its own, but I think it trapped some of the tendons on its way back in. So He's like six, seven, three hundred, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. But Ugh. when it does that, what they usually have to do is pop it back out again and clear everything out the way. <laughs> so <laughs> who wants to tell him they're going to do that? <laughs> I mean, oh. it's, it's strange that in a world of... Big men. Mackay Beckton still looks a Massive huge, unit. huge, frightening, oh. frightening. Especially on, on a on a the cart. It like yeah, it, it looks <laughs> so strange. It did. It did look like a go kart, didn't it? Yeah. It made you realise why they don't use stretchers like with yeah. people carrying them. <laughs> Which, about by ten the way, blokes. I would love to see <laughs> ten stout <laughs> men. <laughs> <laughs> I thought uh, I, I thought the Jets had got some good things they could go with here. I think there will be sterner tests of what Robert Salah has managed to do with this team. And they'll only be a five or six win team at best. But again, 
it's not the worst opening to a season. So five or six wins is a big jump up from last year. Yeah, of course. But at best, they could easily be a three-win team. I th- I think Panthers are so dark horses, dark cats. Um, I think they could be a really good team this year. I think that that defense looks really good. It looks fast, and they were they yeah they were getting to Zach Wilson quite a lot. And yeah, he's a rookie quarterback. Let's give him a give him an off day and let him get some experience in the NFL. So, this brings me on to one of the more interesting and disappointing games of the weekend. If you're a Packers fan, Duncan. Um, the fewest points ever scored by the Packers in a game which Aaron Rodgers has started. Three. Uh, the most points ever put up by Jameis without an interception. Uh, 38. <laughs> uh, and, and the Saints were playing, not at home, but in Jacksonville. Um. I don't really know what to make of this. Other like Twilight Zone, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. This if you'd have just given me the score and said which way round was this, I wouldn't have picked it to be the Packers on the losing end here. Wasn't it just the same old story with the Packers though? Because like I know Jamie's had five touchdowns, but I think at one point he had five touchdowns and only hundred and fifty yards yeah, yeah. passing. You can just run straight through the middle of them. To be fair, he didn't get up to 150 yards, it's 148. He, he was so efficient. The, the, the Packers basically had nothing on either side of the ball. Uh, the running game for the Saints was good, but it, it wasn't like world-beatingly good. But they didn't need to be. They just th- There was no second-level defense for the Packers. They just got picked apart for the touchdowns. And Aaron Rodgers basically just looked like he was there to sabotage the Packers from winning anything. You don't need a lot of yards if you turn the ball over a lot. No, that's true. How many turnovers did the Saints end up with? I can't. At remember. least two interceptions. I picked off two interceptions. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought Rogers just couldn't be bothered. And one fumble from Jordan Love. I just feel the last dance has two left feet. Yeah. See, I I had pegged my Super Bowl hopes on the Packers basically being propelled to the Super Bowl by Rogers on his revenge tour before he gets traded elsewhere. Now I think maybe they should just trade him away. Now, because what's the point if he's going to play like this? He looked so unenthusiastic, so disinterested. There was no rapport with the receivers. And he wanted Randall Cobb back, who had like one catch for 20 yards or something. It was it was pathetic. A lot of people have underestimated the Saints. They're still a very good team. They're a very good defence. And I think they were, they were on Aaron Rodgers the whole time. Like he, That offensive line without David Bakhtiari is not great. No, it's not. That is a problem, but... I don't, I don't know why we're looking for excuses for Rodgers. He just looks unprepared. Well, I think he didn't play a single preseason snap. I think we've got to be careful we don't fall into the over yeah, yeah, yeah. Week, one. Let's, week let's one. sack uh, Sean so, Payton. So, so yeah. let's, just, let's just wait a second. To be yeah, fair, yeah. The, let's sack Sean Payton was after five weeks, wasn't it? It was. And I, I, two. I, 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 two. two weeks. <laughs> two. So I'd, al- I'd also say as well that when you think about how Breeze has been the last probably two years... He hasn't been the one making the difference on that team. It's been Kamara and Michael Thomas. It hasn't been Breeze. And actually, yeah, Jameis can have a complete blowout some weeks and can throw a game away. But is there much of a drop-off from Breeze of the last two years? I don't mean Breeze through his career. I just mean Breeze of the last two years to Jameis. There's no drop-off more than... T- like, 10 yards down the field was as far as Breeze could throw it last I'll tell you what, I don't know if you, you read Peter King's article yesterday. And oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, uh, you would. <laughs> Why wouldn't you as an NFL fan? Um, <laughs> didn't you? <laughs> oh, I did, yeah. Well, well I know Gary didn't. 
One of my favourite quotes coming out of the article, so Peter King interviewed James Winston and asked him, what, what was the play you were most proud of? And Winston said, late wide zone to the left, late in the first quarter. Um, I think we're at the Green Bay 37, I threw the ball away. I think that's. I think that could be the key difference between Winston playing under Peyton now and Winston that we saw in Tampa Bay. Like usually, he'd try and force, force the ball it. and yeah. try and get a reception and try and get make a play. He knew there was nothing there. He looked at Kamara. He looked at a few other receivers. He threw the ball away. Yeah, James Winston, who doesn't turn the ball over, was a good quarterback. Like he's talent. He's got an arm. He can find receivers now. He's had his eye surgery. But you, you've got. You raised a good point. We've considered the wrong person's revenge tour here. You think it's the Jameis revenge tour? I do, yeah. This Could is, be. Former number one pick. Yeah, he was the number one overall pick. I mean, all right, he threw 30 interceptions, but he still threw 5,000 yards. And 33 and touchdowns. Yeah. If you'd have thrown 33 touchdowns and 15 interceptions, you're well into the playoffs. Do we think that Jameis has spent a year with Breeze and Peyton going, what could my career be if yes. I'm disciplined? Yes. Versus if I'm not disciplined... I've thrown it all away and that's going to cost me my legacy. People are going to mock me for the rest of my life about the fact <laughs> I can't see. Uh, <laughs> it, it might cost me $100 million. How just many just uh, out of did Jameis get? Because I seem to think I heard... 37 I think, six I seem to think I heard that this was the most rushing yards he'd had in a game. And what they were saying was, instead of just forcing the, his balls into tight windows, he was pulling it down and running to just pick up two or three yards rather than getting picked off. Yeah. Sensible. He, I mean, he was playing sensible football. He looks athletic as well, yeah. which he hasn't looked in the past. It's it, it's worked. I wasn't sure that it would work because I didn't think he could throw to anyone because Michael Thomas isn't there. But uh, Chris Hogan, back from a year, couple of years playing lacrosse, touchdown. Juwan Johnson, anyone? Tight end. Tight end, converted. Yeah. Uh, scored. Brilliant. Was very, very good. Scored twice. Yep. Uh, Harris, Dion. Uh, Deontay Harris. Harris. Touchdown. And he looked rapid as well. Like... If these guys step up, Michael Thomas doesn't have to come back and be a disruption. Just imagine Deontay Harris against the 49ers secondary. I am imagining I, that. I, I think if they continue to play well, you'll see Michael Thomas come back. Looking yeah. happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think you might be right. I don't know. He's very disruptive, apparently. He didn't even really need Marquez Callaway, who was the... Who was the standout. Stand everyone. Out. Yeah. yeah. Do you not think Michael Thomas and, and Odell Beckham are very similar in that teams get fed up with them and just... Like you realise you can replace these players with players who aren't disruptive. Just wondering. That's what I think has happened with, with Beckham. You never hear a peep out of Jarvis Landry, but Odell Beckham causes too much trouble. And now Michael Thomas is doing the same thing to his career. I, I think there, there's so many different levels with this, which made the Saints completely underestimated. I, I agree with the stuff with Michael Thomas, and that kind of added to people underestimating the Saints. Yeah, maybe. Because you had this 1,700-yard receiver who you haven't got in the team. Are oh, they going to be dreadful? But you know how um, people say Mahomes was came in and was so great because he had that year behind Smith. Yes, Jameis came into the Bucks' offense from day one. Yeah, never really got the chance to. He learned by making mistakes. Oh crap! I'm just going to throw it in the air and <laughs> see what happens. Yeah, it's yeah, a pretty bad coach as well. Oh yes, he did. Yeah. So him that year behind and just getting just actually just understanding the NFL better by watching it on the side of the pitch. Yeah. I think would have done wonders. Whatever happened to Dirk Cutter, by the way? He must be a coordinator somewhere, but he was a horrendous head coach. I doubt he's as high up as that. Maybe a water boy somewhere? <laughs> but it comes back to coaching. We are looking at the teams that, you know, have surprised us this, this weekend, and you're looking at, you know, Rams, 
you know, who have come out, you know, there's been no sort of uh, slowly building their way in with Stafford. They've come on, you know, uh, you're looking at the Seahawks, you're looking at um, the Steelers, and you're looking at the Saints, and they are probably the best four coaches in the league. It's the it's the teams that are well run, bizarrely, they're the ones yeah. that uh, turns out they 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 can uh, they can have some churn in their teams, and they they're fine because they're well coached, they're well run. That's true. Something we didn't point out earlier with the Tetons, by the way, they turned over the most players since last year. It doesn't help. Um, and and then with the Packers, that you're a you're a rudderless ship, effectively. There's no one really making decisions at the top. We blame Brian Goodenkunst, but it's it's fan-owned. There isn't really anyone directing this. And so we, we're agreed that the coach is great. What's he lost? Seven regular season games in two and one bit years? Yeah, it's and, not many. And we know that Aaron Rodgers is great, but there's nothing to funnel them all together. And this is a problem. It, they were very disappointing. I don't think it'll be a problem. I think they'll sort it out. Uh, we'll go back. When was it? Twenty fifteen. R E L A X. Chill out, everybody. When they were two and five or something, and he went on and like only lost one more game all season. Well, be fine. In his press conference, Rogers just said it's one game. Yeah, but he looked haggard. He did. He looked old. The long grey hair doesn't help. Um, we'd love to have long grey hair, you and I. But you know, um, for the next week, uh, there's been a COVID outbreak in the Saints' offensive coaches. Has there really? Oh, wonderful. I wonder who'll be uh, playing for them next week. Then are you getting call up? Maybe. Well, it's just the coaches at the moment, but yeah, just uh, just. So we're knowing. we're relying on Jameis's football IQ. <laughs> LASIK Jameis. Ah. ah, right. Two games went to overtime in week one. Uh, the first of which was a game which no one really wanted to watch: Vikings at Bengals, twenty four twenty seven to the Bengals, and Joe Burrow looks good. He looked. Fit and athletic and upright and Jamar Chase can catch, which we weren't convinced about. And Joe Mixon looked like a top 10 running back, which is on and off throughout every season. Everything clicked. And the Vikings didn't. They they looked average, which they do every year. Average. They look shit. <laughs> Their defence just isn't what it was a few years ago. That's the problem. Their offence has always been a 20 to 25 point offence. Yes. And their defence <clears throat> used to hold teams to... 12 points, 15 points, and now it doesn't. So you're asking Cousins to do too much to go and score 32 yeah. points. A they game. were supposed to have won everything by now. They brought him in with a two-year window when the defence was still brilliant to win everything. And now they're stuck with him probably to the end of this year. And then At they least. Can, yeah. But what, like you say, the rest of the team, especially defence, is not good enough. Um, which team's got the better weapons on offence? So you've got Cook and Jefferson... And Thielen. And Thielen. Two touchdown Thielen. Or you've got Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, T Higgins, and Joe Burrow, obviously. And then you've got uh, Kirk on the other side. So Dal- Dalvin Cook's a better player than Mixon. I think that he's definitely yeah, much, agreed. Uh, definitely better. Jefferson's brilliant. Yeah, Jamar Chase is a year behind still, isn't he? Jefferson had just a great season last year. I'd, I'd still take the Vikings. I'd just like to swap quarterbacks. Yeah. That's where I was going. Yeah. So if you put Burrow on the Vikings team, you'd be saying this team's contending to keep up with the Packers and get in the playoffs in that division. But they, they don't look like they're going to be able to do that. I I actually think they're closer to the Lions than they are the Packers in that division. That's that's my opinion. I, I think they are. I think they're going to struggle Would for... Would you put the Bears in that division? Well, that I want to see. If Justin Fields is playing, I'd probably put the Bears above both of them. I think the Vikings might finish above the Bears this yeah. year. Yeah. 
I don't rate the Vikings in the slightest. No. I think Mike's... My, another overreaction from me in week one is Mike Zimmer will not last the season. Will not last the season? I, oh, I don't know about that. I think they'll give him the year, but I think his seat is tremendously warm. My prediction was that this is Zimmer's last year. Yeah. Yeah, I also said that he would be out. So, um, the, the, the second game to go to overtime, far more interesting, as long as you only watch the, the final quarter and overtime. Uh, Ravens at Raiders, 27-33... Uh, and basically, the Raiders tried to throw this away with a with a with a botch. <laughs> I've forgotten I'd put that in the running order. I probably can't read that out. No. But but uh, yeah, they, they they tried to to sort of throw this game away basically by botching a chip shot field goal attempt, uh, and then not being able to find their kicker. So they got a delay of game penalty and had to throw the ball. And it was beautifully worked. Derek Carr to a wide open Zay Jones, who only had two receptions on the day. And this was like a 30-odd-yard touchdown reception. Walk off, win the game. I mean, to Done. be fair, this is is this going to be a good season for Zay Jones? Because he's not naked, covered in blood, fighting his brother in the off season. <laughs> it's always a strong season if you can avoid that. Yeah, better, yes. Did anyone see Peyton and Eli what, talking about the game? I haven't seen, seen it. I've seen some of it. When... When the in overtime they were there with Russell Wilson, and you could all three of them say, "Look at watching the play going. Why is it the defense following him? Like because the the, the the Ravens defender watches. Yeah, watched him. Yeah, yeah. Sees him catch it and just like, oh fuck it, I can't be asked. Yeah, it was very it cool. Was awful defending. Tur- turgid. I'm <laughs> turgid. He shat the bed. <laughs> it was a fiasco. Let's let's get all of the uh, all of the uh, conversational bits in there. Right. Yeah. I agreed. It wasn't great, but uh, I mean, Derek Carr played well again. Let's not forget he was actually very good last year. Josh Jacobs looked really good. Um, well, Josh Jacobs looked average. Oh, I know. I like Josh. He, he looked. I good. Josh he Jacobs was elusive. Well, he, I don't he looked he, good. I don't think he looked amazing. And he had a couple of good moments, but. 10 carries, 34 yards. And and the, the Ravens, um, I think with their full complement of backfield players rather than their 7th and 8th choice running backs, probably would have won this. But Latavius Murray got a touchdown. Like He's clearly going to play. I think he's going to be the lead back there. He's the most talented one. Uh, who's the other chap? Tyson Williams. Tyson Williams. I don't know anything about him. Tell me anything. Tyson. <laughs> is it Tyson? That's, that's, that's what we've said. Yeah, there, I did say there is a, there is an apo- You called him for dinner, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, I don't know. Nine, nine carries, sixty-five yards. He, I mean, uh, that's okay. You you look at the you look at the comparison: seven point two yards per per carry, and Latavius Murray is two point eight yards per carry. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I felt Lamar Jackson was a bit like Lamar Jackson. Struggled to pass it, looked to run every uh, and a lot of opportunities, and not sure that's a good recipe at the moment. Because I think I think he's been found out. Yeah, I overreaction so. of the week. I, I, I agree to an extent. They clearly were making it so he had to pass. They wanted him to pass the ball. I think the Lamar thing comes from like how good he was in that MVP season, and that was ridiculous. And how do you ever get back to that? I know, but With I'm, I'm being the voice of reason tonight. It's, it's annoying me it's a little really bit. Scary. Hey, don't worry. There's plenty of other weeks coming up. We've got another sixteen of these to do. Um, okay. Let's get into the... John's grabbing the microphone. Let's get into the John and Mike Bowl. Uh, Jags at Texans, 21-37. Uh, Urban Meyer and the Jags are horseshit. That's that's my opening line for this one. Um, also, you could, no. Go on. You can't have this because they, they were the worst team in the NFL last season. Playing the worst team supposedly no, in the no, NFL but, this season. But they were the worst team in the NFL yes. last season, right? Yes. That's, that's undeniable. Yes. 
They drafted a running back in the first round who can't play. Yeah, but they wouldn't have fucking no, used no, him anyway. No, 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 no. <laughs> let's, let's not bring emotion in keep, here. Keep the anger to... We, we, you and I are going to gang up in a minute. Yeah. It's fine. Let's bring, not bring any emotion in here. Do we need any make any leads kind of comments just to wind him up even more? I think we could just leave it where he is. I mean, he's filthy tackle by a it, filthy yeah. Leeds player this, you know, this weekend. So, <sighs> irrelevant. The worst yeah. team in the NFL last season, play badly, yeah. isn't a story. So should we move on to the next game? No, I'll tell you why it is. Because you said it's never a shock when the worst team from the last year are suddenly better because they get the choice of all the best players. So they've got the best player, apparently, Trevor Lawrence, who I was told... They get one choice. I was told when I got here this evening, he threw some brilliant balls. He did. He threw three of them to the other team. The Texans, who've got no players. To Rod Taylor was the better quarterback. He threw three of them into the end zone as well. Yeah, great. Peyton Manning, that's what's going to be. It's going to be Peyton's debut year, and Trevor Lawrence will go on to have a fine career, but not with Urban Meyer as a coach. And this is where John comes in, because Urban Meyer got this all kinds of wrong. He played Carlos Hyde as his lead running back, not James Robinson. No one at this table can tell me that's the right idea. No one. I'm a big fan of Carlos Hyde. He is a league average running back. He was a league average running back. James Robinson is a better than average running back. He's so shit, the <laughs> Texans let him go. <laughs> it's true. I, honestly. And it wasn't that they beat him. They flashed them. It was... It was I mean, never as close as 21-37. No, I mean... Oh, the Texans were 34 up at one point, weren't they? I was crazy. I know I don't like the Jags. <laughs> Do you really? not? You should have mentioned it. But... Get that quiet. I wish they'd make it... Less hard. easy to hate them. Yeah. yeah, I mean, God, I mean, you've got the James Robinson story last year was quite cool, like undrafted. You know, should have gone was to the he, Pro was Bowl. Was he in your fantasy team last year, John? He was, but you know, he was the only good thing about the team, apart from maybe Lavisca Cheneau. Yep. And, God, um, no, because they didn't use him at the end. They dropped him so they could be shit. And it, <laughs> That's the thing. They weren't the worst team in the NFL last year. No, they tanked. They tanked. They did it purposefully to get Lawrence. The Jets were the worst team in the NFL last year. I agree with John. Absolutely, 100% they tanked it. That's your opinion. The Jags were the worst team. That's why yeah. they got but the I'm saying, no, I'm saying it doesn't count if you do it purposefully. Um, and They refused what? to play Gardner Minshew because yeah. he looked like he might win. Yeah. We all know this is they true. They played Jake Luton, who I'm, you know, is... I think it was Lutton. But I suppose my only question would be is whether the Jags losing in the first game of the season with a new quarterback and still not a rebuilt team a should head, lead to this level coach. of anger. I'm just saying I've got no anger with Trevor Lawrence. But if if it's your debut game, don't ask him to throw it 53 times. times. Yeah, it's 51. crazy. 51. 51. Oh, 51. <laughs> That's better. Sorry, I forgive you now, Urban Meyer. I agree. You can keep your I'm job. Sorry, the anger's with Urban Meyer. Is, is Urban Meyer calling all the offensive plays? He's responsible. He is terrible. He's going to suck. So I'm only bad. asking if he's... So, if he's cause, so he calls all offensive plays. He brings the players in and coaches them. No, no yeah. but I'm asking, Does is, is he calling no. the offensive plays? Don't, I don't believe so, no. So, I've, have you actually had a look at the Texans roster on paper? Just it's, sat down it's and looked a, at their it's roster. It's the oldest team in the league. I know that. Go there's, on. there's decent players there. Go on. I'm not going to say that. I mean, they're not, they're not going to get to the Super Bowl. Danny Amendola caught a touchdown. Brilliant. Brandon Cooks, there are far worse wide receivers. Yep. Anthony Miller, on his day, could be quite decent for Chicago. <gasps> yep, yep. Chris Conley, 
was decent for the Chiefs as a third option. Yep. Third option. But go on. I, I, I see the point you're making. Mark Ingram, Philip Lindsay, David Johnson. Mark, Mark Rex Ingram was really good. The Texans running backs are great. Brandon Cooks is a long, long threat when he's not dead. Um, I mean, you bring the two squads up next to each other, I would tell you the Jags have got the better offensive squad and they don't know how to use it. I and they won't know how to use it because like John said before we started, Urban Meyer wants to play smash mouth football with a bunch of players who can't play smash mouth football. It's just... Uh, it's just... Game one. That's what it game is. Game one. It's going to be the same after week six, seven, eight. They're going to be I, terrible. Then, yeah. then you're entitled to be angry. And we will be. We will be more angry. And, th- and then I how, will say, How can you okay. be more angry? As soon as we said the Jags, he literally dragged the mic over to him. It's because I know, I know Griff's put it in here to get me angry. No, I'll put the next bit in to make you angry. Should we move on to that? And finally, let's <laughs> whiz through the NFC lease. The Giants fold at home to the Broncos 13-27 with another Jones fumble killing the G-men and Teddy leading the league in quarterback rating. Now... I observed something watching Daniel Jones and I think it needs bringing up and addressing and then we can bury it along with the Urban Meyer thing. Daniel Jones, I now know who he reminds me of and it is uncanny. He looks like Geno Smith. He plays like Geno Smith. He's terrible like Geno I, Smith. I really thought you were going to say Forrest Gump. No, no. <laughs> he, because he looks like I'm this is the week. I'm running. He looks like this is the week. I've thrown a touchdown. Everything's going well and then he does one thing every week and it's normally a fumble. And you just think, he's killed the team again. This team has a good defence, a more than serviceable offence, and Daniel Jones. I mean, to be fair, the the Forrest Gump comparison is accurate, because if he plays like that next week, I will shoot him in the buttocks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm sat opposite John, watching him for these two pieces, and his face is just making me laugh, because he is so angry about both of these things, and he just can't hide it. And it's just my favourite moment of the night. I've bet 20 quid. <laughs> I, bet, I bet 15 quid of my own money on the Giants. And they've damp squibbed. Yeah. Not even a damp squib. Just They're so squib. bad. They're so bad. If Saquon doesn't team. carry them, you've got no chance. Yeah, Daniel Jones is not the answer, right? This is my overreaction for week well, one. Daniel it Jones. It depends on the question. If the question is, why are the Giants going to have another shitty season? Yes, he's yeah. the answer. <laughs> Yes, it is. That is because I don't believe they'll get rid of Joe Judge, which means they have to get rid of Daniel Jones. Uh, now your backup, I believe, is Mike Glennon, so he's not a threat. But if I was the Giants, I'd be signing Cam and making my season somewhere near respectable. Because if you've got Cam, and a little bit, that's that's the completely wrong option. Why? Did we just discuss the right option with the Jaguars? <laughs> are any of the quarterbacks that are coming out going to be Trevor Lawrence? No, but Trevor Lawrence comes once every 10 years. That's right. what I mean. Are you, are, you, so, are you suggesting the Giants tank after week one? His girlfriend must be furious. That's what I'm like, I'd, rather, I'd rather pick number one next year than have Cam Newton this year. I think the Giants have got a team that can actually, in that division, actually win some games, but not with that quarterback. Yeah, go, and get, go and get the best quarterback available on the market. It's Some Cam. people around this table last week were quite confident that the Giants could win that division. <laughs> Wasn't me. No, not me. <laughs> I still think they could win that division. I still think you're wrong. Right. Uh, what the fuck, lose? Well, we're not getting Cam. Hang on. Hang on. Can we just go back to the Broncos? Because, yeah, you mentioned Teddy yeah, Bridgewater, yeah. but the, the rest of the team played really they, well They as did. Well. Yeah, they did. Melvin Gordon had a great game, and he was pretty much invisible last year. Yeah. And he's yeah, come yeah. back, had 100 yards. Even the rec- the receivers all look good. You know, Noah Fant had a better game as Noah well. Fant had a good game. The other tight end, who I'm not even going to try and pronounce his Albert O. Yeah, Albert O. He had a good game. If you put Teddy on the Giants, the Giants win this game. Yeah, probably. Why didn't you sign Teddy? 
He could have been your quarterback for the future. He, he's still only 25, 26. Just yeah. saying. We could get Drew Sterling Shepard still looks the best of your wide receivers as well, I think. As yeah. Well. yeah. I, I'd, take, I'd have taken a Trubisky. Uh, yeah, Trubisky would have been a good shout. Trubisky would have been a better shout. He should still be Jones. starting in the NFL somewhere. He's definitely one of the best. Yeah, he's better than John actually summed it up the other day when he said what he wants is to take on Mariota. Because Mariota, yep. he had one rushing attempt for 31 yards for the Raiders and they put him out there just to put him that in the shop window. is the most fucking stupid idea <laughs> I've heard all night. I think and signing be, Cam Newton's a good idea. I think it's a better idea than signing like, Cam. Listen, like, Mariota has hardly played, started an NFL game in like three years. Two years. And that's because, well, because he didn't play half the year before because he was True. fucked. So True. nearly three years. And it's just... That's not the right option. There are so many better players than Mariota now. He's one of the His best His time backups. is done. He may well be a great I'd take player. Mariota over Trubisky in a heartbeat. I would not. Wrong. Trubisky. Well, you're all wrong, but that's fine. We're allowed opinions. But yeah. Um, but yeah, but the Broncos were actually very good. And it could be closer between the Broncos and the Chargers for second place. Jimmy G might chase. be available next year for you. I, I wouldn't bother. I really yeah, wouldn't. Depends bother. what year he has, if he I stays d- healthy. I don't... I said that... This is the true test of this is the true test of Daniel Jones. There's no COVID. There's no, it's week one. It'll be, but it's the same every week. That's my point. The same as Geno Smith. It's that you know exactly what's coming. Fumble, fumble, fumble every week. <laughs> terrible. He's a terrible quarterback. He is probably the second worst quarterback in the league right now. We had a Hall of Fame quarterback and we won four games. That's very, that is that is very true. When they I mean, said last year we won five games. When they this said this year we win six. We get to the playoffs based on our division. <laughs> When the Giants drafted him, they said they wanted a, a player that reminded them of Eli, but the, what they've got is late career Eli. No, we've got someone who looks like Eli Manning. Really we does. wanted someone who reminded them of Eli. The, you see him from 20 <laughs> yards away, you'd think he's Eli. That's not good. Right, football team lose both Fitz and the game, 16-20 to the Chargers. Uh, Fitz Magic is on IR. That's a minimum of half the season, effectively. So it'll be Tyler Heineke. Uh, by the looks of things, which no one is excited about. But actually, he just looked the same. You know, it's going to be okay. Uh, Is it one of the Allens that cycles around the league who's the the other quarterback? Brandon? Yeah, let's go with Brandon. One of the Allens, like I said. Why why don't they sign Cam? And again, they could well... The connection of Rivera is... It it, it makes you wonder whether Rivera actually wanted him, though. Yeah, potentially. But... Anyway, the Chargers did fine. They were 14 of 19 on third down conversions, which is brilliant. Justin Herbert is going to be excellent again. Uh, there's been some talk of regression, mainly because you can't be as good as that first season all over again. But if he regresses 5%, they'll still be really good. And, and I do think they can duel for the playoffs. I think it's um, just a bit of a missed term, that one. I, think, I don't think he's going to regress. I think he's just be- going to become a professional NFL quarterback yeah, yeah, yeah. who doesn't just launch it for 450 yards every game because there's you know no pressure on him. Sure. I think they were chasing a lot of games last year. Exactly, they're going to just make better decisions. I, I think the football team would have won this game if Fitz had not broken his hip. I think they probably would have as well, but then you take the breaks as they come, I That's suppose. It. Literally. Yeah. Um, and finally, though, in the Battle of the Birds... We don't great. even need to talk about this. It was The awful. Eagles schooled the Falcons 32-6, to and Jalen Hurts did look like a quarterback this week. Now, whether he will next week, I don't know. I think he's going to be very flashy, very up and down. But it worked. Whether Falcons played, I think most yeah. people could have yeah. looked like an NFL quarterback. Yeah, they were terrible. Defense next week. So possibly the worst performance by Matt Ryan I think I've ever watched as well. Yeah, considering they got Arthur Smith, the guy we were saying maybe it's affecting Tannehill because he's left the Titans. There was no offense. There was no defense. 
Falcons were the worst team of the week. Worse than the Packers, in my view, because they were playing a worse team. Worse than the Jags? Yeah, I think so. Because I think there's more talent on the Falcons than there is on the Jags. I mean, I'd agree. They, I'm just they saying, were, you, they your were hatred of the Jags. Yeah, my hatred of the Jags stands. But the Falcons were bad. We've yeah. seen them be this bad before, but usually Matt Ryan is the bright spark and he didn't look they, it. They still normally score 25 points. I was going to say, yeah. the difference, they might concede 50 but yeah, but he's pass, not he's pass. not thrown to Julio Jones anymore. No, yeah. but yeah, but Calvin Ridley was the man last year. Well, in past you know. seasons, like Matt Ryan would, would keep this team in games, and mm. the defense has been bad for years and years and years. The offense didn't work this time, and it's Pitts, been, they've, been they've got out. to get Pitts more involved in the middle of the pitch. Eight targets, four receptions, thirty-one yards. That's not, is enough. not enough. He, he needs to double that every week. But yeah. first year tight ends, it's notoriously tricky. Yep. And when there's nothing else going on, you can cover him. But but the, we should give Nick Sirianni and the Eagles some credit because I thought he was going to be right in the Urban Meyer conversation. And actually, they played really well. Falcons can't lose the lead if you never take the lead. Oh, I see what you've done there. Jalen, uh, Jalen Hurts is... You yeah, like Jalen Hurts. I, I, I rate Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I, I think he's been much maligned and he's very up and down, but he's... He's in the conversation just behind Tua, Mac Jones, people like that. For me, I think he, he can still go up uh, and his floor is fairly high because of his running ability. But, he's, but his ceiling isn't going to be, like he isn't going to be Matt Ryan or, or Herbert or Burrow. But he, he could just, be good I enough. I think he came up against a bad team. Of course. And there'll be few easier matchups than this. Uh, he's got to play the 49ers next week. Yeah, that's that's not good. Several, team, several teams that are... 1-0, and oh, and several teams at 0-1 oh have got killer matchups next week, and it will really shake them up. There are some there are some nasty matchups of some teams uh, coming up next week that you just think, <sighs> you could very easily <laughs> be absolutely destroyed. I think the Titans have got a rough game next week, considering they're 0-1. Oh um, it's not going to be easy for some of these teams. I think the Vikings could easily be 0-4. Oh I saw their fixtures, and you're like... You've got another divisional game as well, haven't you, Patriots? I don't know. I don't recall. Are we Leave playing? So. Are we, I hope we're playing the Jets and not the Bills. <laughs> Somebody's well, going to bring the, 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 the up. Dolphins are playing the Bills, and yeah, the Patriots are playing the Jets. Oh, I hope we don't lose that. That would be yeah, a disaster. Titans are playing Seahawks. So Patriots yeah, are right. away though for that game. Yeah, that's right. Jet, Jets are rubbish. Though. If you go zero and two in the division, that makes it very difficult. It does. It does. Who else has got the fixtures up? Tell me what's I've going on. I've got the fixtures up. So Thursday night, we've got the Giants at Washington. Oh, there's a game no one wants to watch. Uh, we mentioned the Patriots at Jets, the Broncos at Jaguars, so that could potentially be a Broncos win. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Bills at ja uh, Bills at Dolphins, and that's going to be an interesting yeah. match. Yeah. Bills are another team that can't afford to lose again. <laughs> no, I think yeah, you're right. They definitely can't afford to lose that match after Sunday. 49ers at Eagles. Um, I think we'll find out what Jalen Hurts is all about, and hopefully the 49ers won't throw away a massive lead. 49ers will win that, no problem. Yeah, absolutely agree. Uh, Rams and Colts. See, Colts will then be 0-2. Yep. The Cardinals going to 2-0 and because they're playing the Vikings. Yep. Really? You know what? That's the sort of the game that the Cardinals sometimes lose, they, which is why they don't make the game. playoffs. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to Chargers-Cowboys. I think that'll be a hell of a game. Shootout for me. Uh, Raiders at Steelers. Steelers <sighs> will easily. absolutely destroy them. I reckon this is going to be a, a quite close game depending on what happens in the quarterback room. Bengals at Bears. I think if Justin Fields plays, the Bears have got a chance. If not, I don't think they do. I, I think, think I, Bengals are good. on our predictor league, I think I have gone for a Bengals win. I did as well, actually. And I will be, because I haven't done mine yet. 
I, I want to see a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest with the Buccaneers playing the Falcons. Yeah. <laughs> Christ Almighty! That's yeah. oh, oh. Uh, based on Sunday's match. If you've got Buccaneers players in your fancy team, play them. Yeah. They, they might as well just rest Matt Ryan. Anyone else? They don't want to get injured. <laughs> Jesus, that man. is a tough second game after you uh, just got dicked. Just yeah. go, just go for the you know just. What's it called when you um, forfeit it? Just the, well, we've all got COVID. Oh, sorry, See you in a week. <laughs> yeah, I think that's not a bad idea. Texans at Browns, that's an easy Browns win. Saints at Panthers. Saints will win it, but... I don't know, home advantage. I think that'll be a tight game. I think it could be with that, that Panthers defence. The Saints O-line was amazing, though. Yeah, it was. Uh, who else looks interesting? Cowboys at Chargers, we mentioned. Chiefs at Ravens. Yeah, I saw uh, that one actually. See, yeah. again, the Ravens could be 0 and 2 here very easily. Yeah, I've got the Chiefs to win that. Because I can't see the Chiefs slipping up enough. So, And then Monday night sees uh, a matchup between two winless teams Lions at Packers. <laughs> if the Packers lose to the Lions, how much trouble are they really in? Like, is this, is it really. Because uh, we're, we're, we're doing overreactions, but like that would be a disastrous start wouldn't it to lose that badly in your first game and then to lose to the lions i think we always say don't we week 4 week 4 we can see how things are starting yes, to pan out when you get to that quarter of the well not well, quarter exactly. anymore exactly and there is an extra yeah. game this year as well so you can probably you know potentially get away with that extra yeah, loss yeah. especially at the start of the season so i i think there's still time um, but it would be a bad look. I, I know a lot of people are big on the Packers and this Rogers reunion and all this other, you know, he's going to come back and show them how great he is. And I know he's done it with a poor receiving core in the past and stuff, but I don't get wowed by the options he has there. You know, I, I like yeah. the tight end and, and um, you know, obviously they've, got, they've obviously got Devontae Adams and an, an elite running back as well, which is useful. Um, but Wasn't elite this week, to be fair. You miss, you miss one of those... Um, receivers and, and I don't see loads still that's been the problem you know he's made a lot happen with not a lot the last few years you can't do that every year no that's very true that's, don't forget that's why Brady left the Patriots in the end because he said you're not giving me the supporting cast and the Bucks have done that and look what happened um okay point afters anything that we feel we've missed out are Derwin James yes the Chargers are a better team with Derwin James in them seven total tackles pass breakup one of the highest rated PFF scores in his position. And he got a game ball from the head coach based on his play this week. And he's not injured. And he's not injured, which does help. Yeah. The Chargers defence with Derwin James is so much better. Could be a top five or six unit with him in it, yeah. A comeback player of the year. That's ah, I'm okay. nailing my flag to the mast now. When we were doing predictions, I said, Paul will pick Derwin James for comeback player. You did say that, yeah. Because I, I picked him too. No, because I think, yeah, he's such a great player. Such a great player. Well, we're talking about uh, good uh, defenders. Can I also mention Jeff Akuda? Get it absolutely. So he got chewed out on the sideline for giving up every yard going and giving up a 70-yard touchdown. Yeah. And now he's uh, out for the season. Yeah. Number three overall pick. Number yeah. three overall pick. Really done for the year. That's a bust, isn't it? There is a dearth of cornerbacks at the moment, though, isn't there? Well, they've had to sign Dunbar, who isn't on a team at the moment, to replace... Uh, terrible Jeff Agudo. Uh, there's, there's maybe what two or three lockdown corners, and there's a big <laughs> drop off on that. If you search Jeff Agudo, the top story is things have become worse for Jeff Agudo. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd have seen him getting chewed out on the sideline, you wouldn't think it could possibly get worse. But yeah, after he gave up the ridiculously long touchdown, 
he then ruined his season. So that's probably a great thing for the Lions, to be fair, because he was bad. Any one of us could have just played just as well as him. <laughs> that's how bad it was. Um, I, I was looking down the list of injuries. That, uh, we, we mentioned most of them already, and the fact that the Panthers cut their kicker after week one, which is hilarious. They also gave up a pick to get him, by the way, which is just crazy. Um, maybe trouble for uh, the Saints. Their centre is injured. Uh, McCoy and they've got to find someone to fill that rather large hole he's an enormous man same for the Patriots Trent Brown has pulled his calf and will be missing off the O-line indefinitely which is not great but um, did we mention that the Titans waived Michael Badgley after one game wasn't he only there as injury cover yeah but they've now got no kicker on their 53 man rules have they not but see he missed uh, another field goal as well yep the money badger has not been money. He's he's like working at like sixty five percent over the last year and a bit. This is if he carries on this way, he'll be working at Home Depot. <laughs> he really will be. He really will be. Um, okay. Any other mammoth overreactions from week one? Anything that you don't feel you've brought up that you want to bring to the table right now? Such as Kyler Murray for MVP. That's that's a, that's just too much of a reach. He's a great player and I think. No, there's already chance out there. I agree. I, I'm as, just saying, as good as he was, and he was very good. Mahomes is still better. Yes, I think knowing what we've seen with Russell Wilson, and you know the Russell Wilson cycle of oh my god, he's MVP, and then week eight everything just falls off a cliff. Mm. I'm not giving. I'm not saying anybody's MVP until week nine. But Derwin James has come back <laughs> better than you. <laughs> um, I don't think Mahomes, unless. Oh, the thing with Mahomes is he's judged on a different scale, isn't he? He's judged. Yes. You judge him on the curve, and you judge him against when he was MVP before, because I mean, technically last year he was still the best yeah, player. He was. He, was, yeah. he should, probably should have been MVP, but he wasn't as good as his MVP season. So with Mahomes, I'm not going to give him MVP, but it won't be Kyler. I'd love Kyler, but I'll, no. I'll um, give you an overreaction. I thought Allen was bad this week. wasn't great this week, but I still think he'll be. Yeah, I agree. I'll give you an overreaction. I think the AFC South is terrible and the Texans could accidentally end up winning it. <laughs> that is an overreaction. Well, the Jags are terrible. The Colts, they've got a rough they've, start. They've, they're a yeah, good team. And the Titans' defence is, is next to the Falcons for being bad. But as Paul pointed out, that Texans seem to actually got a lot of veteran good players on it. What if they accidentally stumble to eight or nine wins? Could it be is, enough. It is literally like, and this is like, I'm, like, I really am the voice of reason today. Like the overreactions are the reactions around this table at times because it is literally yeah. week one. Some teams have had good pre seasons, some teams have had bad, some have had a lot of turnover in, in personnel, some haven't, some have had to travel, some have had to not travel. Like it's just week one. Like week one's always mental. The only <laughs> thing true. is, it would be in Texans' interest to get a really low draft pick. So, of course, what they will end up doing is not doing that. Exactly. And then they go with pick 15, 16. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just throwing it out there because it's week one and it is mental, like Gary says. Um, we didn't mention Julio Jones. He had a bad game. Yeah. Lack of chemistry. Ryan Tannehill dropped in a, a touchdown pass. Yeah, it was right in his hands as well. And we also didn't mention the Terry McLaurin catch. Oh, yeah. Which, which is he, the complete opposite. Yeah, which somehow he managed to turn his head like an owl and spin his whole body round after it and catch the ball as it sailed through the arms of the defensive back. It was quite incredible. He is a brilliant player. Scary. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, quickly, I'd like to rank the brand new coaches. So uh, we've got Urban Meyer, Smith at the Falcons, Staley, uh, Salah, Cully, Sirianni and Campbell. 
what do we think? Who's top of the tree after one week? Because I reckon one of these coaches will be one and done. We've had this conversation in the off-season. Well, based on this week, Sirianni. Yep. I'd, I'd say Urban Staley. Meyer. And, I, and I've gone Staley, but... I would go on Staley as well. I, I think it's just, you know, he's, it's inspiring how he allowed Lawrence to keep playing his game. That showed true grit and leadership. Can you hit him with a fucking microphone? <laughs> <laughs> the voice of reason here is now, you know. It's uh, inspiring how he didn't have another plan. But, um, yeah, uh, yeah so Staley. Staley. Staley or Sirianni in the top two. I've actually got David Cully in third because I think getting anything out of this Texans team this year is a result. I thought they looked like they want to play for him. And they, there wasn't one peep about Deshaun Watson this weekend. It was Tyrod, Tyrod, Tyrod. We're just going to go and play. And I think that's great. Um, Robert Sala, I thought, okay, they lost, but they didn't look terrible. I thought they looked good. Yep. Uh, Dan Campbell got his team to play for him eventually. I'm not sure that it's going to work for Dan Campbell, but the guy amuses me, so I like that. Uh, and then I've got Urban Meyer and then Arthur Smith because that Falcons, you can't give him anything. He is bottom of that tree for me. They were terrible. Yeah, they were bad. Uh, somebody will be one and done. There's too many coaches for him not to be. At the moment, it's Arthur Smith. I don't think Arthur Blank can afford too many more poor seasons for the Falcons. A bit like Jerry Jones at the Cowboys. Eventually, he's going to go all out because you're getting Literally. old. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Okay, anything else you want to bring up? Everyone wants to go to bed. No, yeah. no, I, I, I think we've, we've covered most things. In depth. Absolutely. As deep as we can go. Good stuff. Right, well, next week is week two when, according to Gary, everything will start to become clearer as we march towards week four. I look forward to hearing about it as you guys discuss it. Yeah, oh yeah, where are you going somewhere nice? On Isle of Wight. Isle of Wight, so no, but never mind. Be all right, mate. <laughs> it's better than being it's here with the us. the island. Yeah, it's better than being here with us. Well, make sure you listen. We'll tell you exactly what happened. Thank you, everybody. It's been a pleasure. Football's back. Yay! <laughs>